We are here live, ghoulish mortals, St. Charles, Here's the 228 pass. West Main Street. <laughs> I cheated. I cheated. I got the sign right in front of me. And we are about to bring to you the very first blockbuster of all time. I, I want you all to think about this. And this is what I want you, the listener, the fan, the people in attendance, I want you to pause for two seconds. Pay attention. I want you to think about something. Right? We've all grown up on movies. We've grown up on VHS tapes. We've grown up on DVDs. We've grown up on Blu-rays. Beta. But there is, there's always Laser that, disc. there's always that, there's always that movie that grabs you as a child, right? Not like literally grabs you, Super but CD. that, that thing that you see this movie in your youth and it just catapults you into watching cinema, right? For me growing up, it was Jurassic Park, right? I went and saw that movie six times at the theater. I saw it with my grandparents, saw it with my mom and dad. I went with my best friends. That movie, I was convinced. Can, you could not tell Johnny otherwise that Steven Spielberg did not own a freaking dinosaur and that somehow he got a dude from Seinfeld eaten. Like that, that happened. In, in my world, that happened. But in 1975, I want again, think about this. 1975. You were what, 10? <laughs> uh, Johnny's old man was doing some really dirty shit, though. <laughs> um, I was a thought process, but I was not around there. But in 1975, a young filmmaker by the name of Steven Spielberg set out to do something and bring a book about a killer shark to life out in Martha's Vineyard on the East Coast. And what came from this film, through all the hardships, the crazy actors that they got, to play the, the roles of Hooper and Brody and Quint is stuff that is of, almost a legend at this point. Because what came out of this film, this is before Star Wars. This is before Halloween. This is before the summer blockbuster. This movie in the summer of 1975 set the gold standard. It drew $7 million in its opening weekend for a movie that you probably saw for 50 cents. By today's standards, there was not even a comparable to this. This is one of the greatest horror movies in the history of cinema. One of the greatest action films in the history of cinema. Most importantly, it's one of the greatest character pieces that you're going to see about man versus the elements versus themselves. Nature. Nature, right? Because it's, it's not just about a movie about a shark eating people. It's about the trials and tribulations that people go through in order to bring a, we'll say the shark, well, not the justice per se, but all these care, all these characters have different reasonings for being here. You're going to learn about a sheriff who's trying to save the general population, a scientist who's trying to study the shark because he's an expert, and then a fisherman hell bent, shades of Moby Dick. To prove that he could bring in the biggest shark of all time. Ego versus safety versus science. Jaws captures the heart, the soul, the mind from anybody that loves movies. And you're about to watch, in my opinion, the greatest horror movie of all time. My name is Johnny Valiant. I am a host of Off Brand Podcast. We're a decent little show. Uh, we have like three fans. Uh, my mom's not in attendance, but <laughs> she'd like to be here. Uh, if you want to find me on Instagram and learn more about me, I don't post much, mostly dick pics, but you can get me on I Know Johnny at I-K-N-O-W-J-O-N-N-Y. The man to my right is my podcasting best friend. Brandy. He's Oh, oh you said man. He's, he is uh, my hero. And you know what? I'm not going to give him any other like silliness introduction. Oh. Take it. Take it, my friend. Logan Lynch. Hello, everyone. Oh, hold your applause. I'm sorry. sorry. Thank you. Uh you can find me on Instagram at uh, I am Logan Lynch. Uh, that's I E M L O G A N L Y N C H. And we have our off brand podcast. Uh, let me start running through. Thankfully, uh, Brandy wrote all this stuff down for me. No, I'm, I'm cheating. I'm cheating. All right. So we've got a website. It's offbrand.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. And I'm going to spell this out just in case. O F T B R A N D dot W I X S I T E dot com forward slash P O D C A S T. Instagram is offbrand underscore podcast. That's O-F-T-B-R-A-N-D underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Our producer, as always, is Brandy. She is Micless today. 
What do you got more? I got Facebook, man. We have no Facebook. Yes, we do. We do? Yeah, she takes care of that stuff. Do these people know this? So they will now. Get out of here. Off-brand podcasts. Just look us up on Facebook. And YouTube, we also have something you can look up. It's called Off-Brand. Ta-da. We're on the YouTube? Yes. I thought you have to we pay do, for we that. We do things behind the scenes. Wait, isn't that how they get your, the Russians get your info? They already got it. But isn't that like the filter thing where it's like, you want to see midgets on horseback that are naked? Sure. Or is that Pornhub? That's that's probably. Uh, you were close. You were close. I was close. They're video sharing sites. Yeah. You know what? They're all saved on my desktop browser. <laughs> Whatever pops open is what pops open. I got this bookmark. Sometimes I want to see Amazon. Sometimes I want to see, you know. Amazon women. Large-breasted midgets. Right. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I've got needs and wants like any other cold-blooded American. <laughs> we are. We are. <laughs> Way too much. <laughs> we are moments away from this amazing movie. And I, again. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot about the ending. I tried to introduce her. I know, but you didn't even let me finish. Then jump on it. I'm going to let you finish. Uh, uh, thanks, Kanye. <laughs> are we going to let Brandy introduce herself or are we going to introduce her? No? No? Well, I can give you a microphone. Here, we're going to give her a mic. Yeah, see, I knew she wouldn't take it. All right, so Brandy. This just got awkward. She's part, of the, she's part of the trio here. And she's Brandy. That's what we're going to say. That's that is that is the greatest best introduction, introduction I've, I've ever heard in my lifetime. No, she's the best producer ever. She uh, she's like a producer, and, and she's, she's like a woman, and she's really and good she at what she does. Like amazing at what oh, she does. My God. And she makes us sound so freaking cool, yeah, even though and we don't. <laughs> then the one at the end looks like a butt plug, and then this one over to my right has been often called a bear, but I don't know what the fuck it actually Sasquatch. means. Sasquatch. No, trust me, <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely a bear. Rawr. <laughs> Okay. All right. right, Enough silliness, enough hijinks. Let's get to the damn movie. But before we begin, also, uh, please, if you've not subscribed to our Instagram page or our Facebook account, please do so. If you can't attend one of our wonderful shows, we are live on on the old Instagram at some point, uh, probably our 830 show, but we record all of our shit. So if you want to go back and take a look at it, that'd be awesome. Also, I would be remiss if I didn't shoot out some other things here. A- Let's thank Ghoulish Mortals for being our house, our, yeah, yeah. our, our home away from home, and it, the, the great friendship that they've given to us. They're Let's, the parents. We're the kids in the basement. They are an amazing, <laughs> they're an amazing store. They've got cool announcements in the future. They've got great partnerships. They've got great artists. It's an amazing, it's an amazing store, an amazing gallery. Let's thank Black Martin. If you've not been on their website, blackmartinshop.com, right? No, blackmartin.shop. Um, You'll get it. Be sure to check them out. A great husband and wife team. Actually, husband, wife, and a mom who does the stitching of the dolls. If you've never seen the dolls, if you see Stay Puff Marshmallow Man upstairs, God damn it, an older woman knitted that thing up. You buy that some bitch outright. All right, she needs her scratch offs and her in her in her whiskey. <laughs> so let's let's support that. All right, we are okay. moments away from Jaws again. Everyone, this is an amazing movie. Pay attention to the words. Pay attention, especially if there's one actor I want you or actress to focus on. Focus on the mom of the deceased little boy and the passion she puts into it when she talks to Sheriff. Spoilers. Listen, people are going to get eaten, folks. The whole movie's about a killer-ass shark, all right? I'm not spoiling shit. He's a pacifist Look at the picture. (laughs) That girl got eaten, all right? So it's going to happen. And thank you guys for the people in attendance. We'll be back at 8.30 for the actual show. And I look forward to some silly and shenanigans. It's going to be fun. I'm going to get drunk. Yep. We are here live at Ghoulish Mortals, uh, 22675-32444 at West Main Street, St. Charles, Charles, (laughs) Illinois. Uh, They are our friends. We are here to discuss the absolute... The, we are here. <laughs> just like get out, get, get the, out now. You gotta leave. You just fucked up our address. You know what, people? Go on the old, Ghoulish Mortals St. Charles. Go That's on the old do. Google machine and go, you know Google search Ghoulish Mortals Chicago. Uh, creepy, cool. How do, how do you spell Ghoulish? G H O U L I S C H. Oh, S. Is it like you know what? I'm gonna go for another one of these. <laughs> another one of these. This is happening. I apologize. I will try to be captivating. My phone's going off. People telling me you are too fucking drunk right now. So 
Yeah. My poster says uh, it's located at 228 West Main Street, St. Charles, Illinois. Uh, ghoulish Mortals, creepy, cool, uh, fun. They have everything from stuffed dolls to, if you ask very politely to work behind the scenes, uh, anal beads. Um, <laughs> uh, he, no, listen, people, that's, that's, I forget there's children in the audience. Okay. I forgot there are kids. <laughs> They're all like, you no, present. stop. Just, yeah. just stop. Okay. <laughs> Just stop. Listen, girls, it's the rosary. Okay? That's, 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 oh, that was, no, no, too low? Whatever. Fuck yeah. off. I give a shit. I'm drunk. So, as, uh, as the police are arresting yeah. uh, Johnny over here. Oh, they're getting, th- I'm getting thumbs down. FBI, you know open up. You know what? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay, we are right. here at St. Charles, St. Charles, Ghoulish Mortals in St. Charles. Uh, we're here to talk about the, Iconic, the horror fantastic movie that is Jaws 45 years ago. This film was made. I want you guys to seriously think about what was happening in your lives in 1975. Probably not around, 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 not around. Yeah, maybe. So think about what was going on in 1975 and then think about this film. This was Steven Spielberg's first full-length motion yeah feature film universal pictures and this movie was plagued it's the it's the stuff of legend it was the basis for the ben stiller comedy tropic thunder about a movie that had gone so it went triple the budget before it even made its theatrical debut do you know what the budget was i have no idea (laughs) <laughs> I did not do my homework. <laughs> well, that was an awesome question. Yeah. Um, with, with that being said, <laughs> with, with that being Let said, this <laughs> um, the movie was plagued from the very beginning. The very first shark that they had, it sunk to the bottom of the ocean. They couldn't even get the animatronics to work. Here's the thing about this movie that is, to me, unbelievable. You have three main stars. We have Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, Roy Schneider. Every one of them nominated for an Academy Award. Seven million yes, was the budget. Million. As soon as I seven, it made seven million <laughs> its first weekend. Yeah, it it hit its budget. To, to turn around is one of the most highest grossing films of all time. You had three actors that had multiple Academy Award nominations. You have an actor in Richard Dreyfuss who came fresh off of American Graffiti, again another one of the most amazing films of all time to turn around and do Jaws, to then turn around after this and get nominated for another Academy Award in 1977. What about Bob? That's a wonderful <laughs> film. Wonderful <laughs> film. Wonderful <laughs> film. But to me, to me, and this is what we're going to start with, to me, the star of the film has always been not just the shark. It's been Robert Shaw, a.k.a. Quint. I, that's a performance, the likes of which, that's, that's insane. This is a this is a actor who was nominated in 1966 for a Shakespearean film where he played King Henry. 1966. This is 1975 where he's playing a jagged, rugged seaman. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody did it. (laughs) I I teamed up, man. I know. I was trying to be good. You were on a roll. I'll keep you. I'll let you keep going. Well, you you, you lost it. You you, you were concerned I wasn't going to be able to feed into the, into the conversation. But Robert Shaw, who I believe was in a multitude of World War II movies, he took this role, but he was not super enthusiastic <laughs> about doing, the least. doing Jaws. And it's not because he had problems with Steven Spielberg. No, they got along quite well. Not because he had problems with Roy Schneider. They got along quite well. Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus absolutely hated each other. They hated each other in the film, but more importantly, they hated each other on set. So much, in fact, they got into a physical altercation. Fight. <laughs> I just, I had to, just in case you didn't understand what he was talking about. <laughs> no, I think you and I had a conversation about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got him. I got him. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was going to do the Mortal Kombat fight, but. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I can't tee this up anymore. No, for you. It's more I, it's more fun to fuck with you than anything. Well, that's fantastic. Allow <laughs> me to paint the picture of the altercation that took place. 
Richard Dreyfus loved Martha's Vineyard. For those that don't know, the film was shot on the East Coast in Martha's Vineyard. And Richard Dreyfus, being a young, vibrant young dude, liked going out with the local folk. So much, in fact, he got hammered drunk every single night. So during one of the scenes, Richard or uh, Robert Shaw and Richard Dreyfus are on the boat. I believe it was the scene in which when he great like so Richard Dreyfus reaches up. Robert Shaw yells at him, grabs him, and throws him to the side. But what you don't see is before that scene because they didn't show it in the film. But Robert Shaw reaches down and slaps him clean across the face, not in the script. Robert Shaw wanted to invoke as much emotion out of Richard Dreyfus as possible. So much that in between takes, he would belittle him in front of all the crew. Robert Shaw was a big guy. Richard Dreyfus is 5'5". Richard Dreyfus threatened to quit multiple times. So when you see the animosity between the two, Richard, Robert Shaw absolutely despised Richard Dreyfus. And Richard Dreyfus refused in, in post-movie to do any interviews with Robert Shaw. It is not until recently, within the last, I think it was during COVID, that Robert Shaw's great-granddaughter, or granddaughter, don't quote me on that, it's, it's, a, it's a granddaughter or great-granddaughter, was on um, the Edward, Edward, Norton, Edward Graham show in, uh, in England. Graham, Ra- uh, Graham Norton, thank you. And they That's surprised the Richard Dreyfus by bringing on the great-granddaughter and saying how much she like loved the role that Richard Dreyfus did. And did he have any thing to say back to the granddaughter? If you've not seen the scene, if you've not seen it or know what I'm talking about, go on YouTube, check it out. It is one of the awesomest things in the world to watch Richard Dreyfus look her in the eye and just start sobbing and say how much he respected her father, her grandfather, great-grandfather. It's an amazing, amazing video that you don't get to see very often where people are able to, you know, atone for past mistakes. So he was doing it purposely. Did he hate him or was he just trying to get the best out of him? I think that's the thing about amazing actors. They know how to push your buttons. Like, as much as we love Steven Spielberg, he's kind of like a sociopath. He did it in Poltergeist with How to Scare Carrie Ann, where he would have her laugh because she constantly laughed and giggled whenever she was scared. So she, so he would have people behind walls jump out, scare the shit out of her, and then be like, "Roll the film," and then capture that fear that was there. You saw it in this film, the very beginning, when you see the very first death, the young girl that goes into the ocean to swim. There is an urban legend that when she's screaming, it hurts. It hurts. It's because of this very reason. She was never told she was going to be attacked. She was told she was going to swim. Somebody under the water, unbeknownst to her, grabbed her and started shaking her. Scared the shit out of her. When you hear those screams, those are legitimate screams from the stunt double and the actress. They thought she was being attacked. That's how Steven Spielberg, as a young director, got the emotion from their actors. That's incredible. Could you, get, could you pull it off today? Probably not. But that's what makes these films so captivating, so amazing. It's the fact that when sometimes when you see this, you are seeing real fear. You are seeing real emotion. Because back then, you can get away with it. Robert Shaw slapping the shit out of Richard Dreyfus. you literally saw the anger, the hatred between the two of them. Because they almost came to blows in real life. The girl getting attacked, being scared shitless. You felt her screams. That was the most blood-curdling scream I've ever heard on camera. I was amazed by that. Except for when you ask a woman out. Thank you. I'm out. <laughs> I have another one. Keep it going. So we should probably tell people like what we actually are and what we're, what we're doing here more than just you going on about some movie that you think is I've teed your fucking ass up multiple you didn't times. You up to tell and everybody now you're what telling we are. Now what we are? Hey, yeah. we're a hey. comedy podcast. There you go. Uh, we try to entertain you, but we're also very spoiler heavy. Uh, if you have any problems with us, you could always reach out to I am Logan on Instagram.com. <laughs> send all your complaints to him. By the way, if any of you guys send him a dick pic, I'll send you five bucks. Oh, nice. So for all you guys in the room, if you want to send just big old floppy ones to him, I will absolutely reward <laughs> you. I don't care if they're your friends. <laughs> I don't care if you even know who they are. Go online, type in big floppy dicks and send them right to him oh, as a God. picture. I'd really appreciate that. Wow. Thank you. I want you to suck it. 
Good thing he didn't get my uh, Instagram correct. So. Yeah, I know. I fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so some poor bastard. Uh, I am Logan. Is some guy. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> it's a grandfather. He's like, oh, my granddaughter <laughs> sent me something. He's like, oh, my Lord, that's a penis. That's not my granddaughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. All right. So, okay. Yes, we are a comedy uh, oriented podcast uh, based mostly in horror uh, is what we, the kind of the genre we follow, but we watch a little bit of everything. Uh, you can find us. We have a website. It's uh, offbrand.wixsite.com forward slash, po- forward slash podcast. Uh, that's O-F-T-B-R-A-N-D dot W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com forward slash podcast. If you don't know how to spell podcast, then you're having tro- other troubles. All right. Uh, our Instagram is offbrand underscore podcast. That's O-F-T-B-R-A-N-D underscore P-O-D-C-A-S-D. Uh, we got a Facebook off-brand podcast. And if you want to look us up on YouTube, just look up off-brand. And I'm Logan Lynch. You can find me at I am Logan Lynch on Instagram. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said the full thing because now I am going to get those dick pics. But uh, $5, everyone. <laughs> $5 for as many dick pics sent to this man. Would that be a $5? For you long? can reach if you want payment. I'm, I know Johnny. I K N O W J O N N Y. You just send me a, a CC me on that. Five dollars. Yeah. yeah, see, he wants. I the will picks. Venmo. He wants the. Picks. I'll Venmo you that five dollars. God. I don't care if the repeat. Just blow right. his phone up. Jesus. Okay, so, so you like the movie? Yeah. I think I think we kind of got that from that little bit from it. Uh, but we did have somebody out in the audience who it was their first viewing. That's correct. Uh, we have a repeat fan who's attended one of our shows. I don't know if he's a fan. Um, he just likes watching movies, yeah, probably. He likes <laughs> he's movies. Like, he's like, I don't like the white yeah, ones. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. It's fine. Um, but you actually saw the movie for the very first time, which is which is amazing to me. But that's actually pretty cool because it, it's cool to get the perspective of somebody who, you know, didn't come into this with, you know, the idea that this is the greatest movie of all time. Oh, he didn't hear that from you for the first half an hour we were here, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, what's your name? Just your first name. Mike. Mike. All right. Thank so, you for attending, Mike. Yes. Thank you for coming. So I wanted to get real quick. I want to get your perspective. Like, what did you think of the movie? No pressure. Don't, it, I mean, your honest opinion. You liked it. Okay. Did, was it, does it, did it live up to any of the hype that um, somebody over here, uh, was kind of giving it. Okay. Okay. Did you feel, um, are you, I, I guess, have you seen other shark movies recently? Okay. Uh, did they, did you feel the practical effects were better or worse than like the CGI stuff that's out nowadays? Okay. Okay. Good. 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 All right. So I'm not trying to grill you. But but I am. Uh, if you if you had seen this back, say maybe when you were a kid, do you think you would be more scared of it than you are, say now? Okay, okay. Um, do you have any fears of water? Okay, well that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah, he didn't until now. Um, I just know a lot of people that have seen this, you know, for the first time. A lot of times they, you know, I know I did when I first saw it. I was like. I'm not getting in any water that's near any ocean whatsoever for years. Um, shit, if I had a piece of seaweed rub up against my leg, I would probably scream like a girl. But um, does that have he you? He gets oddly aroused too. Yes, yeah, so well, that's yeah, that's a whole other thing. Don't even get me started with octopus. Uh, uh, octopus. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you do, you feel like would that? Do you have any fear coming from this, like from sharks at all, or any type of, I guess, water? people okay do, do you it's so you're so you're basically telling me i'm a chicken shit is what you're telling me because i <laughs> when i when i saw this movie i i felt like okay i first off any blood in the water would scare the crap out of me but um if i see a fin coming it could be a dolphin for all i care but i'll probably i just i, I would probably go quint and just kind of let it eat me and i'd just be done um but i i, <laughs> I don't i don't know if um you seeing it for the first time, do you think that it it's a masterpiece, like some people call it? As far as not from not from the the shark perspective, anything like that, just all, uh, the total movie itself, as far as like the directing, the music, and things like that. Yeah. 
That's actually a really good point. Yeah. Um, that, which that, is that's a very astute point but it's, in it, terms of the angles, the sound, the things that you're bringing up. Yeah. One of the things that he he mentioned, we kind of glossed over, but I'm interested. I want to delve a little bit quick, uh, deeper into one of his, his comments was he says yes and no that it lived up to expectations. Mm -hmm. So obviously, the, you, we now know the 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 camera angles, the sound that lived up to your expectations, but something obviously did not. So what what did you feel? Maybe it wasn't that scary, and maybe that kind of was a letdown because some people go into horror, they want to be like jump scared to death. And then they don't, you know, they don't see this as a horror film. They see mm -hmm. this as a drama. They don't, you know, they see it as an action. So where do you feel the movie maybe didn't meet your your expectations or things that, or just your general observations? Okay. A little faster. It... it Man, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one because it's not what I was gonna say. I the thing about why I feel this is a masterpiece is I don't think there's one wasted shot in the entire film, mm -hmm. right? There's yes, there's maybe a slow build, but that was that was intentional, right? They they wanted to build this this sense of you don't see the shark till the end. You don't even hear that 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 traditional that done on done until the middle to the end of the film, which everyone knows it, right? They and John Williams specifically scored it so that different aspects of the score, in terms of, I, I, I'm not a musician, so I don't know when they, when he speeds up the the cadence of the sound, that's to to instill your heart racing. When he slows it down, it's to build that pressure in your chest. And John Williams has said that's that's what captures the audience. That's what that's what gets you into the scene. That's why a great composer can make a film when you see this movie and you see everything there, there's no how many times do we see a three-hour movie where you're just kind of like i can cut 20 minutes out of that this you was see two hours and three this, minutes I this think. is two hours and i can't see a single part that i would remove from it was it slow at times yeah but i still would never remove a piece of it because when it was slow it built this sense of wonder like the idea of Keeping the, I, again, I'll say this much. Another actor that didn't get enough praise in the film, but I liked him as the villain, is the mayor, right? Y'all, everyone hated the mayor. Now, well, we all want that jacket, though, right? With the lakers <laughs> on it. Like, we all want that coat. Like, I'd rock the shit out of that right now. But but he did the, show he was human. He you know did. I mean? and he, and, 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 like, when but, he's in the hospital. But he there, had the greatest just... line. When he lights a cigarette and looks at him and goes, yeah, my kids were on the beach, too. Like, I mean, he had to atone for what he did yeah. for money, knowing he just put his kids in the shock. That is such a great, a great scene and a great actor that had basically started off as I want money, money, money. And now realizing this is way bigger than family. Yeah. This is, I mean, way bigger than money. This is family. Now, I will say, though, I feel a little recycled because doesn't it kind of feel like the the in Poltergeist, the head <laughs> developer? Yeah. The Keems in. Isn't it not just a blatant ripoff of the mayor? But you left the bodies. But and I but fine, you know what? I'm good with that because so, that so mayor was a me I, I I really love that actor. They they had a little bit more, so I, I read the well, I shouldn't say read, I listened to the audiobook um a while back and actually it was probably quite a few years back. But um uh in that actually uh the difference between the movie and the book, um First off, Hooper ends up having an affair with uh, with Brody's wife. Um, <laughs> the and what then, now? Yeah, and and Hooper ends up dying. So so to me, you know, watching it again after reading that book, it's a little different, and I feel I, I see where they went with that. Um, but uh, one thing, actually, I'm going to throw out there. I want to see if I know if somebody in the audience might know this, but I want to see. There is a connection to from Jaws to Halloween too. Mia knows this because I said it. <laughs> don't, don't say it. So, yes. So, you tell me when you when you, you want me to tell you the answer to this one. Uh, Just the Jeopardy by, music. Right judging now. by the audible <laughs> silence, Logan, why don't you give uh, him right, the answer? All right, he gives up. All right, so uh, Dick Warlock. What? Was the stuntman. Yes, that's his actual name. That's an awesome Was name. a stuntman for Halloween 2. He was also the, he was the Dibs. actual man. 
Yes. New character. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he was not informed. Uh, he was actually the stuntman slash Michael Myers in Halloween 2. He did a few scenes in Jaws in the um, the actual cage. Yeah. So there's a nice little connection there. So I'll throw that Speaking out. of the cage, I don't think that's considered a Faraday cage, but I think it might be a Faraday cage. Um, you know what a Faraday cage is? I do, actually. Okay. Um, I'm in construction. Oh, <laughs> No, I'm a uh, 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 degenerate that lives in the basement of yeah. my parents' house. Uh, please don't search online for me, people. I don't want no more phone calls. <laughs> um, but you actually told me something interesting about the actor that went into the cage with the yes. shark. So uh, to Spielberg, this gives you an idea of where Spielberg. I like the, that's the one thing I did like about this movie is that he had everything going against him. And he just kept finding ways to innovate and make things work. Uh, you know, the animatronics didn't work, so he had to find some other ways. Like, screw it, cut them out. You know, um, uh, one of the things they did to make a regular shark look bigger is they had a little person get into the cage. So then that way, then we're talking like I don't, I, you can't call them midgets anymore, right? Isn't that bad? I thought they're mean? called tricky bees. Oh, <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. Um, That's a line from a movie, folks. I didn't make that <laughs> shit up, okay? Sure. Do not send me hate mail for saying shrinking things, yeah, okay? You're done. You're done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, I, that's what I did like, though, about the movie was that he, he worked hard to make this. It, it shows that he cared about this movie and he wanted this to happen. So he found ways around it, which I think a lot of directors, you know, like you were saying, they, 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 they start to learn from that, you know, hey, you don't always have to see you know, the scary monster and, you know, the, um, I had to nudge Brandy over here because, uh, but, uh, the, you know, the famous scene of you're going to need a bigger boat, you know, I mean, everybody knows that one, you know, even if I, I bet you, you probably knew that before you even see it. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, but that's the thing is there's so many quotable lines in here and just the way he, he made everything work. You know, it seemed like every character had their place in there. And I, I, I like that he, he drew your attention not just towards the shark. He kind of pulled away from that as to you know the how it affected the people around him. I thought that was it, a very good job. It's so true. I I loved any time there was a moment of exhilaration, action. You had Quint singing his songs. Yeah, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. Another reason why to me that man's a badass. And I guess this is saying this tongue in cheek, but. It's the East Coast in fucking July, and that dude's rocking a wool sweater. Can we please give some props <laughs> yeah. to that dude's wardrobe? Yeah. Like, holy shit, that guy, it's like 114, and he's like, give me all the fucking wool, yeah. like, right yeah. now. Like, yeah. I'm going to go hunt that shark, and kill it for 10,000. Like, oh. Right, and I think he was eating, I think he was eating, like, Teddy Grahams, too. Like, it looked like, at one point, I'm like, what in the hell is he eating? I'm like, I think that's an animal cracker. I'm on to you, Quint. I see what you're doing. You're eating the animals you want to hunt. That's some good stuff. Like, <laughs> wow! Oh, and you're you're done apparently with your. Uh, I am. No, 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 no. I've um I've been stacking stacking cups for the last two hours. Keep buddy. it going. Keep it going. So you're driving me home. Uh, fine. You got a long way to go from my house, but anyway. Um, so, okay, so we we've, we've talked up the movie. Maybe we should try kind of just flipping it a little bit. What I know you say it's a masterpiece, but everything has its flaws. What do you think you would want it would have wanted to change in this movie if you could change something? You know, um, I've thought about that a lot in terms of like the film. It's hard when you see a film that is considered like, you know, a, like a five star movie, like a 10 out of 10, like a move that's that, that's the that AFI recognizes is the top of its of its field. Right. Some of the things that I, again, I'm nitpicking at, at perfection, basically. But I, as much as I loved the scenes of Quint, um, Brody, and and Hopper, Hooper, Hooper, Hooper. Um, I did really, I did really, really thoroughly <laughs> enjoy though when the kids were in the scenes, mm-hmm. right? Because it built this sense of of they were scared, knowing that their children were in the water. I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more character development from, you know, uh, Brody's wife. Because, um, fun fact, I think her name is Lorena Gray. I don't, don't, I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, that was her first film that she'd ever done. She'd been a predominant um, TV actress. So this was her very first actual theatrical role. 
I would have loved to have seen maybe a little bit more from her. Seeing this, that she's Lorraine Gary. Lorraine Gary. You know what? For what I drink, <laughs> I'm taking it. We'll take two letters off. Just flip. I'm taking it. But the fact that she's pretty much in every single film going forward in some capacity, I would like to have seen a little bit more character development with her. I do love the scene when Michael's in the boat and, and Brody's like, you got to get in. And she's like, you know, you can't be afraid of that. She's flipping, she's flipping the book and she's like, Michael, you get in right now. Like, I love that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, there's little things like that. There was such a, a lot of heart to the film, too. There, there's some decent, like when um, Sheriff Brody's eating dinner and he's mm. making faces with his son. Again, little things that, that you can, you, you, you build that, that sense of family with Brody. And that's why he's, trying to get the beaches closed he doesn't want to see people get hurt yeah but he's torn too you you got that i got that feeling like he's like well but it it, my hands are tied because higher ups want x and i can't you know really do anything about it i'm sure everybody's had that feeling at some point where it's like you know something's coming but nobody wants to listen to you but then you also have like matt hooper the scientist who as much as he's he never was clamoring to get the beaches closed per se until after whatever death it was but he wanted to see it from the scientific aspect yeah. of getting out there and testing all of his equipment. So, you know, it's, he's actually not as clean cut in the film as you would think he would be for, a, a, you know, a hero style actor. He, his intentions were purely self-driven, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if we're going to look at it from that perspective, yeah. he's no different than Quint. Yeah. It's just how it's just the methodology and what they were going to get from a result. Yeah. He's he's after the fame, I think, more than anything. Just like, and I, I, the mayor saw that. You know, the mayor called him out about that. But you know, but I think they. I, I love how they do all realize eventually that oh shit, we're we got to get rid of this thing. You know, um, one thing I did notice, um, it when he's flipping through the book, uh, when um, Brody's flipping through the book in the beginning, um, there was nice little foreshadowing because one of the pages actually has a shark with a tank. I thought that was kind of cool. Like, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> so, so I, so I've stated what I would things I would like okay. to see change. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw it back to you. So right. I, I know you, you are definitely a, a when you review films, the, the very first every time we watch a film together, the very first question out of his mouth is how long? What would you change? <laughs> right. Well, how long? How long? Usually, when I ask him like, what, have you watched movies? He's like, well, it's been ten minutes. Like, you've only watched ten minutes. He's like, yeah, I'll watch ten minutes. And then he, you know, he periodically watches it, but. I do enjoy that you Unless are, it's a really good movie. Then it's like, okay, I watched the whole thing. You always come back with, I would change this, 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 and this to make yep. it better. So you've seen Jaws. Yep. I, I'm in agreement with Mike on this one. I, I think it could have been probably about 15 to 20 minutes shorter. Um, I would have shot for like an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, I, I feel like the the timing, you know, it could have been a little bit faster paced. But that could also be just the way... I'm used to things nowadays because now, you know, the average movie, uh, especially horror is like an hour 30, you know, that's kind of like the standard. Um, and, you know, I, I, I do like the slow build usually, but in this case, it was one where, you know, uh, maybe, you know, certain parts could have been trimmed down a little bit. Well, more, let me but... ask you this. If that's the route you want to take, right. Mm-hmm. What would you remove? Like if you were to edit this film out, right. Cause to me, there's not a wasted shot. To me, but what where do you see the shot that you would? And I, I guess I, 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 I know where I would. I guess if I was forced to say something, I know what I would go with. I'm curious what you would go with. I would have gone with uh, when Hooper shows up uh, at the house before, right before they go and do the autopsy. I believe. Really? Yeah. See, I thought that could have saved probably about three. I thought in the very beginning when they finally have like the fishermen at the very beginning when they put the three thousand dollar bounty and they're out there dropping the chum and the guys throwing like the firecrackers in, like, mm-hmm. like I would probably cut that out because. Sure. I, I don't know. It necessarily didn't have any like any plot. It, it doesn't drive the plot anyway, mm-hmm. other than showing like the locals being idiots. And then maybe that's where Quint, like you build them up as this like this mythical creature, right? Like he's he's seen all these guys going, okay, they're goofs. Like I can do this, and I I, I could see that that's what they were going with. Maybe I would have done it a little bit differently. You could yeah. still have. I could if, see, if you removed to, it and still had Quint do the chalkboard scene. You could like, you could still have you could have probably cut out that whole part and just had when Hooper comes in and says yeah we've got guys going out there that are killing themselves could have left it you could have just had him walk in there right and cut out probably a good four or five minutes so right so, I would love and I and I know this is this is just me like we're, we are totally nitpicking this is not and, and like it's not it's not but you know I'm not I've, now because I've, you know I've watched so many damn movies and Steven Spielberg's got nothing on me but you know now I mean, I <laughs> I've seen this movie in every iteration that, that exists but i've never heard anyone say there's an uncut version of what was cut out of the film mm. and i would 
it's never been discussed. I don't know if there's any scenes that have been that were shot that were removed. That's a that to me, that's the one thing I would love to have seen that whether it be like the 45th anniversary, like 4K, Blu-ray, ultra high def, steel book, <laughs> Warwick special. Like I, I would love to see something like that of what was actually taken out of the film. Well, no, that, that, I, that stuff probably was literally swept into the garbage. Yeah, no, no. You know I what, mean, though? I don't, agree, I don't agree with that. No? I don't agree with that. Well, I, or somebody's got somebody if, like if you paid for it back in, in the day, if you paid for film and you shot it, the oh, studio kept it. Yep. They didn't toss shit in the garbage. If you cut it, it still went to another reel. It got put away because that's still property of the studio. Yeah, but we're at the point now. So this is 45 years. I mean, cellularly, you know, you get maybe 20 plus years out of it. Maybe. Maybe and that's if there was something I'm sure yeah, unless I, it was I, kept in, well, and I have, and I have could, no idea what preservation skills yeah. they have but I do know for a fact that Universal Studios does have somebody on staff that their job, job. is to make sure that films do not they they keep reproducing them that's their that's why it's in the film preservation for the United States government like that's a thing. So when they they're going to wait till 50th, the 50th. And they go, yeah. Here you go, Johnny. <laughs> well, I know. I, and it's funny you say that because I know there's been discussions lately. They've approached Spielberg about rebooting it oh, and redoing God, Jaws. See, no, and so I, if there's ever been a film that I cannot see you doing a reboot or a reshoot on, it's Jaws. Or if you did, make it a comedy. Just go, you know, like, like you mu- said, Tropic Thunder. Like, a, like a musical? <laughs> yes, there you go. A musical. The shark just pops out. It's like, blah, 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 blah. sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. Uh, okay, so we've talked about the good. We've talked about the bad. Um, I don't think there's anything that's ugly about it. So I think no. I, I thought the cinematography, the, the the way they shot it was gorgeous. Uh, there's a few scenes where they've got Quint on the bow of the boat. Oh, that, uh, Stern? Stern. Stern? Stern's front. And we have any boating people in the audience right now? Bow, I think, is back. What the Stern front is? Front. And then there's starboard. And What's a bathroom port. called? A Louvre? So, so if I had, so if I was on a boat and I had oui, oui. Music, like, what am I going to be like? <laughs> the head. Thank yes. you. Oh, producer coming strong. I, there's just a few amazing shots where you had the sun setting behind Quint, yeah. and, and that smirk on his face, and, too, and you would see the shadow of Quint, like over, like just basically overseeing the boat. It, it was it, it again. The cinematography was fantastic. Um, I don't think anybody can argue with John Williams' score. I, I just don't. I don't see it. Um, I love the fact that he. This was one. This was actually his very first score, and it was. I, it's amazing. John Williams to me is. By far the best composer of all time. Uh, I'd be those, interested to have if they came out with, I don't know, 45th or 50th anniversary, if they interviewed John Williams and said, you know, basically sort of the documentary type thing of, um, you know, how they do that with the directors and stuff. Well, Logan, I'm here to tell you something special. Oh, uh, John Williams is a friend of the city of Chicago. And if you pay attention to the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, John Williams does almost come around pretty much once or twice a year. And he will actually, you can go and do a off-brand podcast watch along. You can watch the movie <laughs> and he will actually do the orchestra to the film. I've seen Indiana Jones and I've seen Jaws. And then afterwards, he takes questions from the audience. Oh. Uh, it is without question one of the great, great experiences. So if you're in the Midwest and you want to go see an amazing experience, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, John Williams will come in and put on a show. The likes, I, I, I have to be honest with you. I've never seen anything like it. Standing ovations, they're like five minutes long. I mean, I've seen people crying in the audience when that man comes out there and does what he does. To see an actual orchestra put this together and then watch the film and watch him do what he does and watch the people running around and, and changing, you know, it, it's incredible. I, I can't put it into words how amazing that is. So if you get an opportunity, if you want to do something you've probably never have done in your lifetime, uh, Chicago Symphony Orchestra, John Williams, check it out. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, there's something like that. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely not a young dude. Uh, enjoy it now. Danny Elfman, too. Uh, yeah, if you get yeah. an opportunity, get on <laughs> out there and uh, check, take a look. Uh, again, as a person that I never grew up around music, I was never in a band. I, don't, I can't play an instrument to save my life. I'm sure there's somewhere there's a dick joke in there, but whatever. <laughs> uh, if you get a chance, uh, I, I would. One of the, I, I, when we first started this podcast, the one thing I'd said is I would love to bring on musicians and ask them questions about 
how they scored the film and, and give their opinions on whether or not the score is awesome or the scores, you know, uh, I know where you're going with that. Shut. No, <laughs> fuck no, fuck no. All right. I know where you're going with that. That's clever. Two audience members being fucking silly. All right. <laughs> but we're not going that direction because that would not be captivating. Okay. Would not be. No, it would not. It would not be. Sorry. That's going to get me in a whole heap of shit right now, but that's neither here nor there. But I would love, I would love to bring on musicians and get their opinions. Like, Hey, when you saw like an Indiana Jones movie or you saw star Wars, like there's those scenes when they're, 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 they're bringing you into different cinematic elements. And then it's, it's pounding like this movie at the very end when Brody's got the rifle and he's trying so hard to shoot it and it's speeding up the score. And then he mutters the line. I don't know if any other horror movie where I can quote so many memorable lines other than Jaws. Smile, you son of a bitch. A, I like to swim with bow-legged women. B, <laughs> you know, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. What? Sure. Oh, oh. whoa, whoa. Wow. Oh, I don't know what's happening Damn. right now. Uh, do you want to come up Tell to the microphone? Tell us how you really feel. All right, here, I'll can give you, you can mine. Can you turn the microphone, please? Okay. Okay, thank you. So. In Jaws, I was listening very closely to the music, and I kind of started to remind me a little bit of the Goonies um, when they when they were on the boat and they were they first launched the bomb and they cut barrels. It kind of reminded me of Goonies a little bit when they were in um, going through the tunnel and stuff. I don't know. I don't know why. It just reminded me of the Goonies a little bit. I don't know that vibe. I guess. Okay. I'm gonna go with that. I I think. They're, they're, but you know what though? You might be onto something. Yeah, Again, there's a lot of directors when they when they do certain scenes, especially because it was a boat, they draw it's called homage, right? They 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 take from yeah. you know, you you learn from the greats and you be better. You aspire to be better. So when you've got a but young you wanna know where, uh, you wanna let people know where you can. If I'm not to. mistaken, the Goonies director is Richard Donner. Yes. So I got that one down, passed. he just passed away. But Richard Donner and Steven Spielberg, they were actually buddy buddy. So mm-hmm. you might be onto something yeah. there. That's something to go and research. And maybe the next time we have a show, you can join us and let us know what you think. Because <laughs> I'm gonna let you on a little secret. I think the next big movie we watch is gonna be Jurassic Park. And guess who scored it? John Williams. And guess who dun, directed dun, dun. it? Steven Spielberg. Dun, dun, dun. So I'm gonna want to have you on and ask you some <laughs> questions. And I want, and then uh, uh, if you want to quote Jeff Goldblum and just walk on when I do my thing and just look at me and go, "That's one big pile of shit." I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. All right. So I have some trivia questions. Okay. Now I know some of these are going to be easy. Some of these are going to be hard. Uh, but but I'm going to. <laughs> if somebody gets his one question, I have, I have two copies. One's mine yeah, so because it was a gift from a, a, a very good friend. But I have a very special 45th anniversary Life Magazine History of Jaws. Ooh. If you get it right. I'm not just gonna give this shit away, so, folks. Yeah, we'll, we'll All pick right, the, we'll pick a good I one, ain't so. no trivia hussy. You know, I just don't put out the put out. But if you get it right, this could be your copy. Okay. Well, I also have uh, shirts, but I also have a poster. Um, this is just something like uh, it's in search of darkness. No. Yeah, you gotta answer the question. All right. So I love the fact you're dark. Right. Just reach for that. What? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do some. Uh, let's start off with an easier one. Um, this is not for. This is just to get everybody warmed up. Um, what was the probable cause of the first death? Hold on. <laughs> Anybody? No. Do you want to say? So. Okay. Correct. But what? Here's. I'm gonna go a little further. To I should have probably emphasized this a little more. What did Brody write on? Okay. There you go. See there. Okay. So we got it started. Got the first one out of the way here. All right. That's the sorbet of our question. Here's, here's another here's another lob easy one. Here's a here's another easy one just to keep everybody moving. What was the name of the newspaper? Nobody? Yes, that is correct. It was Amity Gazette. Yeah. Uh, kind of an easier, but a little harder. What was the name of the realty, uh, that was, that was in the town? They show it a couple times. It is. Yep. 
<laughs> Go ahead and answer. Yeah, nobody else knows. Go for it. Hmm? <laughs> yep. Go ahead. You can say it. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. It's all you. Go for it. Oh, what was the fun. pattern on the mayor's jacket? <laughs> there you go. There you oh, go. man. I, so thought, it was I thought for sure I got <laughs> Um. All right. Uh, now we're going to get a little harder here. So what did what did the mayor want to hang the vandals up by? Oh, this is actually a good one. This one I think we'll give away for something for this. It's an expression that I've actually no. heard many a time. It was a it was a nickname of something. Right. Not testicles. <laughs> it's a slang term for a person's britches. Uh no, shoes actually. It's their slang term for their shoes. <laughs> it was everybody give up. Mm, um I, I, I have my own I have my own since it's the magazine, I got my own question. Oh, he's good. I have my own question. But um, go for it. Yes. There you go. There we go. All right. For the magazine. Oh, he's good. For the magazine. What state is the license plate that gets pulled <laughs> out of the Tiger Shark? Oh. Oh. Who said it? What'd you say? All right, I, 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 I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta go with it. Uh, thank you for nailing Louisiana. Okay, so, okay, so I've got a. This is gonna be a. This is tough, but also kind of easy. What did Agent Brody? What cologne did Agent Brody use to snuff out the smell from the chum? How do you know this stuff? <laughs> you gotta do this though before I. <laughs> All right, Warwick, what was it? Old Spice. Old Spice. Yes. He, he dumps Old Spice on a rare and puts it up to his mouth while he's dumping the original bottles of Old Spice. All right, we should, <laughs> we should do the giveaway of, of this amazing post. But, but tell a little bit about this post and how you got it. Uh, so, yeah, I had signed up uh, to, to help out uh, with the movie In Search of Darkness to make sure that it actually got made. Um, I was a little upset because this is how they sent the poster to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fold it. I was like, well, thanks. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, I thought somebody else might want to. I've had it sitting like this for probably two, three years now. But um, but yeah, I helped. Uh, I'm, I'm I've got producer credit on. Uh, That's a fact. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, let's see. All right, all right. We got to do. Let's do another easy one before we we give away something. Uh, what was the name of the ship? Oh, uh, hey, look at that, Orca. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, I've got, these are all questions. Um, I'm going to try and pick some good ones here. What was the Harbor master's name? Oh my God. <sighs> yeah. That's <laughs> what kind of knot does Brody try to learn to tie? And my questions suck. Cause everyone knows my shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope the crowd. You know what? If you're watching at home, this abuse is bullshit. I'm that not was, coming back. It was the name of the Harbor Master was uh, Frank Silva. Everyone knows that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's see. All right, this one definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna give away the poster on this one. This is kind of easy, but also kind of hard. What was the type of truck that Agent Brody drove? Oh, that's a good one. I actually know that one. <laughs> Just for this movie. Okay, looks like nobody else knows it. It is nah. It's it. You are no. It's he is right. It is a Blazer. Um, it's yeah. They say Chevy, seventy-five Chevy, but it oh, okay. was custom. But it was custom. Correct. Bigger. I'm going to say he's him. right. <laughs> yes. You you deserve that one. He almost got the serial number, so give him the goddamn yeah, post. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. 
So let's see. Andy has a Halloween pinball machine. Suck up to this motherfucker, please. Yes. <laughs> All right. This should be a somewhat easy one, but I'll give away a shirt on this one. Uh, name the video game being played on the beach uh, as Brody's walking. No. Killer Shark. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I didn't even know there was a video game being played on the beach. Did anybody else know this? <laughs> I was watching Bong. girls in bikinis. Yep. You're all looking yep. at digital video games. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Anybody know the license plate number? That Twelve. game that was pulled out of the... You want a shirt on that one? <laughs> you want a shirt? All right. You got a shirt. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, do I have any other questions? Okay, this one's a really tough one. <laughs> so if you get this one, I'll be very proud. What was uh, you? What were the initials on the wine bottle that Agent Brody was drinking? Oh, thank you. <laughs> what were you saying? Thank you. Want to no. be a co-host? <laughs> no. Nope. You got. One of the letters. Russell's. <laughs> he actually has the bottle twice when he's sitting at the table and then when he's actually uh, when they're on the for, on the boat with him and uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yep. It's the second letter of the alphabet. <clears throat> oh, it's C. BG was the. Yep. Yep. So. Damn. I was hoping somebody would. And all comedy that. hits, folks. And all comedy yep, hits. Yep, yep. Okay. All right. Last one. This is for the last shirt. The two XL. So have fun with it. What does what does Amity mean? Oh, nope. Nah. Oh, nope. I I do believe in certain cultures called a reach around, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so that was all the questions I had. Hopefully, hopefully that was fun. I was trying. I, I like I like I like doing this because it's like usually when I don't I haven't seen the movie before like it's harder because I'm like oh I gotta find something that you know people weren't paying attention to but when I've seen the movie enough it's like okay so like I actually even wrote down if anybody cares um what the uh, boat license number was oh yeah it was MS fifteen LF just in case you want to know that but <laughs> of the orca yeah 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 so if you guys are playing with your families at home uh that's a great trivia answer and question <laughs> uh the boat license plate of the orca because lord hey, knows everyone pays attention uh, to that shit hey man it could be in trivial pursuit or some shit i don't know yeah i should i might do it that. could be a trivial pr- i man your your attention to detail <laughs> is incredible i just try to find things that people either kind of get a glimpse of and then i'm like okay no yeah, i mean listen your questions are legit mine would just be like uh what was the one dude's name? <laughs> and they'd be like, Quint. I'm like, sure. Yeah. You have a shirt. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Got it. These guys are good. These guys are awesome. Uh, so another little bit of trivia I read about was um, the mom, the Kittner mom uh, was. This uh, is a great one. She was, it was, they said decades later, she was in a restaurant and she went to order a sandwich and there was one called the Alex Kittner. And so she told the the woman uh, that was taking her order that, oh yeah, I played the mom in Jaws, and that was the son's name. She said, oh, let me let me bring the uh, the owner to you. The owner comes out. It was the boy who played Alex Kittner in the movie. Alive? He was still alive. And he <laughs> no. And so that was the first time they had seen each other since the filming of the movie. So talk about a small world. But yeah, <laughs> he did not die. And that's and that's a, see that's a good piece of trivia, right? Like that's a good piece of trivia. So. Uh, Jaws is a movie that's going to go on year after year. I, it, yeah. There's nothing comparable to it. You can't find another shark movie even close to oh, this. Although Jaws the Revenge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Piranha 3 double Piranha, D. Piranha 3. Uh, Jaws 3D holds. If yeah. you want to see a young Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid fight a 3D shark, it's there. Um, Sharknado. Sharknado. Man, that's a conversation for another day because <laughs> those weren't awful. I'm just saying yeah, they, they yeah. made me laugh my ass off. I'm not going to lie. Um, an underrated film, though, uh, there was a cheap knockoff. Um, oh, my gosh. As I say it, I forgot the damn name about the killer whale. Or Orca. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm like, that's the name of the boat, but I'm too drunk to realize the difference. 
but yes, Orca is a great, another like underrated horror film. Uh, if you've never seen it, it it's, it's kind of graphic. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like the one scene and I'm not going to ruin it for people, but, um, but you, you gotta have like a strong <laughs> stomach for this film. You gotta have a strong stomach. Uh, but it is definitely an interesting movie. Uh, but definitely a, a not a not a riff on on Jaws, but uh, Orca. Go out there and, and take a look at it. Uh, Jaws is going to go on year to year to year. We're going to have this conversation five years down the road, ten years down the road, probably fifty years down the road. There's just never going to be another film like it. It set the standard for what a summer box office blockbuster is going to be. It launched Steven Spielberg into the stratosphere because he goes on from Jaws to do another, quite possibly one of the greatest science fiction films of all time, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, with Richard Dreyfus, um, again, um, I, I I don't know what more can be said about this movie for what it's done for the careers of all all parties involved. Uh, I believe Robert Shaw actually passed away not too long after the film, though. Um, because I don't I remember him. Teens. Did he? Yeah. So I thought I didn't. I thought he went. Or I thought he had like cancer of some sort, but I could be completely completely wrong. You're wrong. I'll just I probably yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. Thank you. Oh, okay. You so three years. You made it a few years. I may not know the license plate, but I know people die. <laughs> so I got that one. Yeah, um, see, that's not in the movies. No, whatever. How am I supposed whatever. to know? Whatever. But it's <laughs> I say that because like you don't see many interviews of Robert Shaw discussing the film ever. Yeah. It's kind of hard to do. Well, that. awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. I greatly appreciate Burn. that comment. <laughs> But you just don't <laughs> see. <laughs> God, yeah, you guys are a bunch the, of assholes. That'd be the quietest. I thought interview. you're from England. You're supposed to be more gracious to my questions. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Ah, uh, he's from Blackpool. This is bullshit. <laughs> uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Uh, I know the weather's not been fantastic. Our audience usually dwindles, but we've had a pretty decent turnout today. Yeah, um, we are slowly making our way to season two uh we've we've been planning for it we're looking forward to bringing you guys the actual show show not that this is any different than what we do but so i'm not gonna lie fun, that's why. <laughs> uh we we definitely miss doing movies that are awesome and not just the shitty ass movies that we like to review all the time uh if you've never had a chance for those of you in the audience that have never listened to our show which is probably a high probability of all of you uh, take a look at our season one finale where we discussed the scariest movie of all time, in our opinion, uh, Decline in Mienienfrau. Uh, if you've never seen that German horror film, I highly suggest you check it out. It'll scare the shit out of you. Scare the, if you don't know what it is, uh, it's difficult to find online. It, it's very rare. Uh, I highly suggest you go and listen to the podcast. We talk about it in its totality. Uh, before did, checking out the movie before I, checking I out the film uh, yeah. we shot it in one take it was one of the few times we've heard in the podcast we did it in one take where we didn't have like editing I mean, listen I gotta do like mall visits there's GQ shit there's like there, I gotta do like this doesn't just happen naturally folks okay I'm not gonna lie to you this is this not a natural look alright I gotta go through all there's autograph signings I got groupies <laughs> one right there um, I mean you he's, know he's pointing I, to the, uh, the vulture behind you uh, listen <laughs> I don't discriminate. I'll give it to anybody. <laughs> All right. Um, but that move that that podcast was shot in one take. Uh, there's a great backstory to it. Uh, stay tuned after the show to listen to a little bit about that one. But if you've never listened to it, it's hands down my absolute my absolute favorite episode I've I've ever I've ever done. Uh, we Logan and I prepped this one like we prepped it for a while. Um, um, it it definitely. Um, the reaction from the parties involved is authentic. Nothing scripted uh, other than us playing off each other. It was a it was, it was hands down. It was, one, one, it was just a great episode. Um, but we look forward to doing more episodes like that in season two. I do believe that we're going to lead off with our video game convention here at Ghoulish Mortals. Where we'll be selling uh, vintage video games and talking probably either Halloween and or Johnny Jurassic Park. Himself. Uh, I'll prostitute the shit. I'll rock the hips. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay, I'll do whatever I can to make money for my friends. Literally, I'll shake what my what my mama gave me, and if I got a show ankle, I got a show ankle. Oh, I don't have to tell you. I got glorious ankles. They're fucking huge, <laughs> huge, thick. T h i c c. Oh god. Whatever. Fuck oh, off. God. 
Um, I want to thank everybody that's in the audience for 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 being here. You guys are fantastic. Uh, thank, thank you for new yes. friends. Thank you for old friends. Thank and make you sure for we youngins. Have a, we have a poster. You guys heard me cuss a bunch, and then I come over to your house and I give you guys hugs. I don't have to tell you. Um, that's just me in a nutshell. And so, so I'm gonna go through our quick spiel of what our what we are again. So I'm enlighten them, please. I, I will, just in case you missed it the first four times. So we've got a website, offbrand.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. I won't even spell it out. I'm just gonna go through real quick because I think Brandy's gonna to get going. But anyway, uh Instagram is at offbrand underscore podcast. Uh Facebook is offbrand podcast and YouTube offbrand O F T E R A N D. I am Logan Lynch, and you can find me. On Instagram at I E M L O G A N L O Y N C H. And you uh, are. <laughs> uh, they call me Johnny. Uh, you can find me at I know Johnny at I K N O W J O N N Y. There you on go. The old Instagram. I do look forward to the next show. Uh, I have to I have to end this on a somber note, though. Oh. I got it on a, on a somber note. Uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, we do have a friend of the show that has fallen hard on health and i wanted to end by simply saying that it's difficult to not be able to say goodbye to your friends especially when things turn south in a very very quick way and i will tell anybody out there if you've got friends and loved ones that are are not feeling well or not or aren't doing okay be sure to reach out to them and tell them how much they mean to you unfortunately i don't get the opportunity to say goodbye to somebody who means the absolute world to me so with that being said, since she and I have our own private little language that we used to speak to each other and goof around with because she's a colleague of mine, I hope this show is great. I'll do the best I can, and I will be thinking of you uh, forever and always. I'm not going to end it with my go fuck yourself because I don't want well, to. Well, you just said it anyway. So. <laughs> ah, damn it. Love you. All right. Thank you, everybody. 